Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Services radio show, which is now in its 12th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8pm on Community Radio Station 94.1 FM 3WBC and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a recorded interview first played on the 6th of July 2018 by Ian Salick with District Governor Bronwyn Stevens of Rotary District 9800. Now it's my very great pleasure to welcome back to the program one of the nicest, hard-working and hands-on leaders of Rotary District 9800, our new District Governor Bronwyn Stevens. Bronwyn was last on the program in August 2017 as the then District Governor-elect. Recently, on the 3rd of June, Bronwyn was inducted as the incoming District Governor and will lead District 9800 in 2018-2019, a year that has already started. As I said at the start of the program, Bronwyn Stevens, a member of Melbourne South, the Rotary Club of Melbourne South, is already a great asset to the district and has made her presence felt so very strongly through leading by example. With sheer dedicated hard work on both local community and international Rotary projects. As I said when we last chatted, this is simply why Bronwyn has been chosen by her peers to be the district governor in this new 2018-2019 year. Bronwyn, A very warm welcome to the 94.1 FM 3WBC microphone. It's lovely to be with you, Ian. And it's always nice to have you here. Thank you for coming back to have a chat on the show, Bronwyn. Bronwyn, when we spoke on the Rotary Show last year, we covered some of your early life and your Rotary Club of South Melbourne. But tonight, what I'd really like to focus on is obviously your new district role, which is very broad. As our regular listeners know, we'll be having two interview segments with Bronwyn. The first uh, will be to find out why Bronwyn joined Rotary in the first place and uh, why listeners who are not yet members of Rotary should consider being part of it. Then in a second chat, we'll ask Bronwyn to tell us about some of the district's work, that's District 9800's work, what the clubs are doing with their current activities both locally and internationally. And importantly, we will talk about the good things Bronwyn wants to achieve in her year that officially began on Sunday, July the 1st. Well, Bronwyn, when did you become aware of Rotary and what motivated you to join Rotary in the first place? Ian, I was part of a Rotary family. My dad uh, was a Rotarian since when I could first remember. He used to go to weekly Rotary meetings and as children my brother and I were always being asked to volunteer at Rotary events and my mum later joined and then later I joined. So we were part of a Rotary family. So you were almost inducted into Rotary uh, at a very early early age. Absolutely I was. Marvellous stuff and quite often that happens in Rotary where people do voluntary work at school or their parent is a Rotarian and they seem to go through that natural course 
and become a Rotarian themselves and that obviously happened to you. It was great fun. I was part of a great big Rotary family. Wonderful. To the benefit of Rotary and especially this district. And the first club you, uh, you joined was Melbourne South. Um, was that the was Melbourne that South is my club. It's always been my club. And even though I don't live in South Melbourne, my family of Rotary were in Melbourne South. So it was natural that I joined there. So the tradition continues. That's right. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. And what projects did you initially get involved in with the club itself? Um, the big signature project was on Australia Day at Government House, where we were so fortunate that uh, the, the Governor of Victoria would throw open the grounds to our club and we were able to serve food and whatever profits we made we were able to keep and depending on the, the sunshine or otherwise of the day we were making upwards of four or five thousand dollars and uh, and that would enable our project work to be done for some months during the year and we would be selling ice creams and sausages and all sorts of things. That was the big project I remembered. The other one was um, was a, a project that a young lady brought to our club of humanitarian tours to Cambodia and that was one I became very active with over the years. Yes, we'd like to talk about that later because I know that is, well we always use this word these days, which is understated, I think is a great passion of yours, Cambodia. We'll talk, that, uh, talk about that a little later if we may. Uh, Bronwyn, what were your first impressions of Rotary after you joined? Well, my first impression was that the Rotarians were selfless people who wanted to help and I was always curious about what the hidden agenda would be and I, and I wondered about these people and it took me a while to realise that actually there never was one. They just really simply wanted to help and they seemed to have such fun while they did that. Hmm. There's great camaraderie in Rotary. Um, you know, one of our latest projects I know is planting trees. We've had so much fun in yeah. our club doing that. The camaraderie has been great and the contribution has been good. So it's a, it's a combination of both things, isn't it, really? Yes, we have great fun, don't we? We certainly do. And Bronwyn, in your club roles, um, I suppose you had a wide, uh, a wide area of responsibility. What roles did you have? I've been club bulletin editor and I've been secretary but you may remember Ian when we spoke last time I was in a, a unique position perhaps um, around our clubs in that my dad who was president at the time that I joined inducted me uh, as a member of the club and then handed over the presidency of the club to me so it wasn't very long um, from being in the club to being president of the club. So uh, I, even though I was club bulletin editor as secretary of the club, they were the, the roles before I was pre president. Well, they always say cream rises to the top, don't they, Bronwyn? So that obviously happened very quickly <laughs> in your case and uh, well-deserved, I would suggest, looking at your career in Rotary, which has been marvellous. And so before you became president, what, what role did you enjoy? I know secretary is quite onerous, isn't it, in a club? It's very busy. But did you enjoy being secretary? I, of the I, I did. I, I did enjoy that. And I really enjoyed being club bulletin editor because I found out what was going on around the club and I really enjoyed sharing the stories. There's some great stories in Rotary and mm. uh, the clubs nowadays obviously have bulletins, but of course Facebook now is a, is a major component of Rotary and Instagram. There's so many more 
um, areas of uh, communication now, isn't there, to get the rotary message across? Yes, and Facebook does sometimes have a negative connotation, but I personally find it's a really positive space for sharing um, great stories. I like it. Yes, yeah. I think it's, well, it's the way to go. If you're not on Facebook now, you're not really part of the now generation, are you? I mean, it's as simple as that. You've just got to be on Facebook. This show, in fact, has its Facebook page, and we'll be uh, talking about your presence on this show in Facebook as well uh, before uh, the the interview takes place. Ah. Um, uh, and Bronwyn, there are a lot of members out there that are not Rotarians yet, but we're hoping that they might consider joining Rotary. What in you, your view are the key benefits for our listeners out there considering whether they might join Rotary as members? What are the things that would be good for them? Oh goodness me, there's so many benefits being a member of Rotary but I think our mission statement probably encapsulates it well. Um, our mission statement is together we see a world where people unite. We take action to create lasting change across the globe, in our communities and in ourselves. And one of the unexpected consequences of joining Rotary for me was the impact of having fun while doing good in the world. I'm a better person I love better and I live better. I'm happy and I'm fulfilled. And, and I think that's perhaps because I think of others and not myself. And that's something that Rotary has really um, impacted on me. Another thing is I'm confident while I speak in public. And, and that wasn't true before I joined Rotary. And it's really lovely to be able to say what I want to say without breaking into a cold sweat. And the people and the friends I've met I've met sensational people and it's a real privilege to know the people in Rotary Clubs. They're really good people. To have attended a world convention of 45,000 like-minded people was just amazing and that's what you can do as a Rotarian. And some are over in Toronto doing that now and I'm so envious of them over there. To listen and share with Bill Gates, the head of the World Health Organisation, Martin Luther King's daughter, Bernie King, to have been welcomed to Government House as a Rotarian. These are the journeys that I've travelled as a Rotarian. To have been welcomed to past American President Jimmy Carter's Institute in Rotary's name marvelous, is something I've marvelous. done. These are just small things, Ian. These are just some things that I've done in the 10 years that I've been a Rotarian. So I, I could go on and on and on. It opens up a, a broad world of contact, doesn't it? And uh, especially, Bronwyn, for young people. Um, and I know our recruitment in our club, the Rotary Club of Glen Ferry, which I'm a member of, talks about this to potential young members. There's a great opportunity for networking and it's very good for, uh, to put it in its basic terms, very good for a young person's CV to have this exposure to so many interests and so many charities and so many people. It's a wonderful entree, isn't it, really? Absolutely. Um, the other thing, Ian, that I think is quite profound is that if I take an idea to my club, if they like it, they can make it a reality with Rotary's help. I've seen it time and time again. And do you have time for me to give you an example of Please. that? Please. We want to hear from you, Bronwyn. Please. Go okay. On. Okay. Well, Winspeak is a collaboration between Rotary and Apex 
and it's got support from Rostrum. So Des O'Shaughnessy, he's in the Rotary Club of Hoppers Crossing and in 2003 he started Windspeak. It was just an idea and at that time he took it to two schools. And now, ten no, how many years later? 2013. So 15 years later, 33 schools have adopted it. Back in 2003, just the years um, 10 and 12, in one school, Westburn Grammar, and one year level competed. Now Sunshine, Footscray and lots of other suburbs are competing, are over in the West, and over in the West there's 150 languages spoken. So children from all of those languages are able to compete in public speaking competitions. They're able to take their ideas and they're able to expound those ideas and they're able to develop their English and they're given a voice and they're encouraged and it's just the most amazing competition. So one man's idea has taken that forward and now 33 schools are competing. So developmental, so giving great confidence and you were talking about that in your own uh, sense before that this is what Rotary has done for you has made you sort of blossom and more confident in speaking and this is I think is wonderful for young people especially young people at school that are going into roles in business to be able to speak publicly without you know breaking into a cold sweat as you've now so ably uh, do um, I think it's just so important for young people and this has obviously given them a wonderful opportunity one person's idea. Yeah, that has just blossomed. Correct. And that started actually five years, since 2013. 2003. Three, 2003, something right, okay. 15, yeah. yeah, 15 years. 15 years, but that's just one idea and I could just go on and on and on for hours about one person's idea taken from clubs and taken further. Second bite, second bite, that wonderful charity started with Rotary from the Rotary Club of Melbourne and on and on it goes with all of these ideas. Just, uh, just you know, mind-bending benefits to the community, the local community. I think it's just wonderful. And that's practical stuff. It's not just socialising, that is practical stuff, especially for young people. And Second Bite is just a wonderful charity. Just tell us how that works, Bronwyn. Second bite is, um, is, is people in their community going around um, stores or markets able to collect food products that would be going into waste disposal but using them for people who, who need food uh, on a small and a large scale. So now Coles and Woolworths supermarkets are donating their uh, food that's going to expire and they're being used to feed people who would otherwise go hungry. So Rotarians started. collect it? Rotarians and agencies collect it and it's being used in other agencies um, to feed, feed people who would go hungry on Just a large a, scale. Such practical, practical applications for Rotarians to be part of. And those of our listeners out there who aren't Rotarians, who'd like to be Rotarians, can get involved so easily in these projects. Rotary offers such a plethora of uh, opportunities to put back into the community, doesn't it? Or they can bring their own ideas to a club and have them adopted so easily. This is 94.1 FM 3 WBC, the voice of the Inner East, and we're talking with Bronwyn Stevens, the District Governor of District 9800 
in this 2018-19 Rotary year. Well, Bronwyn, how many Rotary clubs are there in your district? 9800. Ian, there's 64 clubs in District 9800. Uh, and obviously uh, uh, the membership of the uh, district is pretty, pretty large. Uh, 2400. Right. And the most important thing is where these clubs are. What is the sort of geographical area that uh, uh, encloses these clubs? It's rather large from Echuca in the north down to Brighton in the south down the Calder Highway and now out in the west from Essendon and Tullarine to Kew, Canterbury and Baldwin in the east. So that is uh, that goes right up the centre of the state effectively, doesn't it? It does. Uh, it does. Up to Echuca and on the border of Moama there uh, at the northern end and then right down to Brighton at the southern end. So it's a, it's a long, long district, isn't it? Elongated district up the core of the state. About 240 kilometres. Which you've got to travel as district governor of course this year when you go and visit the clubs which is an onerous task but one that I know you'll thoroughly enjoy. Not onerous, it's a great pleasure. Yeah, of course it is, of course it is Bronwyn, I, I could have guessed you would say that. <laughs> I could have guessed you'd say that. Um, Bronwyn, uh, for our listeners that are not yet Rotarians, what is involved in being a district governor as you now are? It's an, it's an interesting thing, Rotary, because its structure is that of an inverted pyramid, Ian. Clubs are at the top and Rotary International is essentially at the bottom and districts in the middle supporting the clubs in, in terms of administration. The district governor leads that support structure and I'm an officer of Rotary International in a governance sense. It's a, a rare and special opportunity really in the role to go around all 64 clubs and hopefully get to know a lot of the Rotarians and their partners. And, and my unique opportunity is to allow a lot of cross-pollination of ideas and connectivity of people and projects. So I'm relishing that. It's wonderful. And that's what you can do as you go around on your club changeovers that where you visit the clubs that having a changeover just as there was a changeover to induct you you're able to get to many of those 64 clubs uh, to, to go to the changeovers and then you visit the clubs again don't you for a a special visit that's correct and there's a team of 35 um, district officers which we call the district support team and they step outside of their clubs to help uh, the club members in any particular way they can if they have a special skill or a special interest. And they're, um, they're wonderful people helping all club members too. So we have rather a large team in, in the support structure. I'm very pleased to hear you say that because it is a support function, the district function. It is not a function that dictates terms down the line because it is a very club-based organisation, isn't it? It's individuals contributing in clubs to Rotary and uh, perhaps guidance and support are the words that are best used for the role of the district and you as the, the first officer of that team uh, ensure that that happens, don't you? No, it's just wonderful that the clubs and the Rotarians are definitely at the top yes. in Rotary. Yes, I think it's the most important uh, facet of Rotary. Bronwyn, there are a lot of wonderful projects and we can't cover them all in our chat this evening but what are some of the signature projects that you've personally been involved in 
and you are aware that some of our other clubs have been involved in in District 9800. Ian, um, as we said before, one person's idea, when it's embraced by members of the club, can, um, can be embraced by further than the club and in fact by the whole world. And there's a few projects that have been embraced by our district and taken all the way throughout Australia. And there's some that I, I could highlight and um, one such project is Violence Free Families. And that's an online men's behaviour program where it's an opportunity to develop more satisfying relationships and learn non-abusive behaviour and develop respect for others. But it's unique in that um, it's an opportunity to do it through a 13-week program of live interactive and group sessions in a safe and non-judgmental online space. So it's in the safety of a person's own home, incorporating voice, text and video. So people learn to deal with strong emotions and conflict with understanding, confidence and self-control in the safety of their own home. And Monash uh, University has evaluated the program and researched that it actually does work. So it's a really, really powerful collaborative experience. Um, and it's just wonderful. So that's one program that was uh, that came out of the Rotary Club of Brighton, but it's been taken so much more f further, and it's now Australia wide, and I believe it's being used overseas. So, so very vital, so topical now. No more is this being swept under the carpet. It's fully exposed, uh, and any assistance to prevent violence in families is so quintessentially important, isn't it? Absolutely. So. Um, all power to the online Men's Behaviour Change Program, Violence Free Families. Another one I could talk about is Donations in Kind Warehouse, which um, is located in Footscray, um, collecting goods from most of, of our um, hospitals now, beds, hospital equipment, also a lot of schools, um, desks and chairs, clothing, brand new clothing coming from a lot of corporates, and books and stationery and all coming to this wonderful collection hub being palletised and um, stored ready for projects going offshore to developing countries but also in our own community wheelchairs, uh, wheelie frames and stationery as I said some linen people who need it through the vehicle of a Rotary Club can use it free of charge for their projects. Some developing countries that these things are being shipped to to set up hospitals and schools are all of the African nations and Southeast nations, Southeast Asian nations, a lot goes to East Timor. So a wonderful resource for all of our Rotary Clubs. A great Rotary service and has been as has been said many times, if it wasn't utilised as such it'd be landfill, wouldn't it? absolutely would be landfill and fully staffed by volunteers. It's a marvellous, a marvellous organisation and uh, uh, I'm very well aware of it. Now, there's a project that is very dear to your heart uh, and I'd love you to talk about it. We alluded to it in the early part of our discussion. Uh, that involves Cambodia. Tell us a little bit about Cambodia and your project World of Difference that you started. Um, World of Difference is um, a, 
a project where we saw, I first of all was taking a, a schoolies alternative trip to Cambodia and we were made aware of a, a need in a developing community, in a, a remote rural community where people were dying and starving and um, had cholera and typhoid fever and and uh, malaria and Rishi who's the project leader over there said how can how can we get help for these people and that started an, a Rotary Clubs over here providing aid directed by Rishi and local Cambodian people identifying what they actually needed in terms of agriculture, safe water, sanitation projects. So now World of Difference is working in several communities facilitated by several Rotary Clubs taking humanitarian tours um, to Cambodia, schoolies alternative trips, humanitarian trips and all funds being used in those local projects maximised by the Rotary Foundation which is Rotary's Foundation, Charity of Choice, all money going direct to the projects, um, a very powerful project, a district managed project, several clubs coming together. So that's World of Difference. Another project may I talk about, um, Ian, which is Western Emergency Relief Network, similar to donations in kind but domestic relief. It provides relief and assistance through supplying second-hand furniture, electronic and white goods to people who are homeless or have been victims of family violence, are refugees or have been in a flood and fire situation. And that's, um, I guess, the bookend to Donations in Kind and that's also in the West. And it's amazing that they've got 40 partner agencies and 220 accredited case managers and that's another um, rotary program fully free of charge where people can just come in and avail themselves of all of the goods and fully equip a house with furniture, beds, kitchen equipment, anything that a house would need all through rotary. I'm just staggered at, at the projects that that we have through Rotary in this sense. They're Maybe. so good, so supportive of the community for those less fortunate and it's hands-on stuff and that's, that's what's most important isn't it? Absolutely it's hands-on stuff and one more if I may Ian, bookending World of Difference is Rotarians Against Malaria and it's another volunteer run organisation to eliminate malaria. 15 years ago malaria killed a child every 30 seconds something that we just aren't aware of in Australia and under the malaria the Millennium Development Goals considerable progress has been made and Rotarians Against Malaria is at the forefront of this. We're doing research into how to prevent it. We're also collaborating with the vaccine which is just about there but we're also in the meantime providing bed nets to so many people in developing countries who have to sleep in the open unprotected by, from mosquitoes and there's thousands and thousands and thousands of bed nets being provided in East Timor, Cambodia, 
um, Vietnam and the Southeast Asian countries all over the all over the place. So Rotarians Against Malaria is just a wonderful, wonderful program. It's a massive fight and, and I heard a figure the other day that over two million cases of malaria uh, are discovered each year. It's a massive area of concern in the world uh, and the fight against malaria and what Rotarians do as part of it is vitally important, vitally important. Um, I know that, um, that you're uh, involved in that area and perhaps Rotary may be involved in that area. Currently the focus is to obviously ensure that polio is eradicated from the surface of the world and uh, perhaps an area such as malaria may be the next major focus of Rotary. But we've got polio that we're still concentrating on, haven't we? Uh, it still must be our, our number one um, priority. Um, we hope that we, we were on the, the downward trajectory. In fact, we had 27 cases last year in three countries, which was a massive, massive reduction from what we were having. But uh, this year we're up to 10 cases in three countries, in, in four countries now. There's another country, there's an outbreak um, back in, in Pakistan. So we just need to get this job done. It's only a plane ride away. Um, it was discovered in our sewage system in Werribee in December last year. So we just must get this job done before we concentrate on, um, on another, another worldwide focus. Vitally important, and for a lot of um, younger people that uh, grew up uh, after the after the 1950s, uh, they may not have realised how how you know debilitating polio was to the community, and is still in some of those countries where uh, the vaccine has not found its way to the inhabitants of some of those countries that are very hard to get to um, in the mountains of Pakistan. Afghanistan and those countries which I know Rotary is tackling now very hard to try and eradicate polio. We can, we can get the job done, definitely it's, it's a strategic exercise with lots of, uh, of global partners and we will get the job done, we just need to continue on. Rotary, World Health Organisation, Bill Gates Foundation, it's been a wonderful combination uh, of workers on the ground and very much involving Rotary on the ground with the with the vaccine. Are there any other areas you'd like to mention, Bronwyn, that uh, are of great significance in our district that you you are very very fond of, in terms of your special interest? I could just continue on for hours and hours, Ian, but I think that I've probably covered enough for this uh, this interview. You have. You've done very, very well and there are a lot of areas in which Rotary is very fully engrossed, involved and as I like to say, walk the talk. Uh, Bronwyn, what are some of the areas that, that you in this next year, you've mentioned some of the areas that we are involved in, but what are some of the areas that you want to especially become involved in and focus on? It may, may have been those areas that you've just discussed obviously, but are there any other areas, for instance, that you want to specially give your concentration to? This journey of being a district governor starts very early and, um, and already the district governor-elect and the district governor um, nominee are in place, um, Grant Hocking and Philip Archer, and they are already developing their plans 
and I've been thinking of this journey for some time and I'm very, very pleased to say that um, already some plans have been realised and that there have been some considerable administrative savings in terms of um, the district directory not being printed. We're having generic committee badges without the annual theme and a lot of website saving and meeting room savings and we've had considerable double O savings in our administrative budget so I'm very pleased that that's already happened. Also multi-district opportunities. The um, five districts in Victoria have collaborated very warmly um, and that's been a, a great joy to all of us going forward into this year and it's been quite the talk of the town having our first multi-district conference coming up and that's going to enable us to have some sensational speakers in February between the 15th and the 17th of February but more than that it's going to enable us to have our family of Rotary come together in terms of our Early Act Primary School Rotarians, our Secondary School Rotarians that are known as Interactors, Rotaractors who are 18 to 30 year old uh, focused Rotarians, Rotary and Probus all come together Victoria wide which represent um, perhaps 15,000. Um, we will have the Melbourne Convention Centre, a 5,000 seating stadium all together with two exhibition halls of Jeff's Shed celebrating Rotary en masse in the marketplace, packing things, doing what we do in Rotary and showing Victoria what Rotary actually is. As I said we'll have wonderful speakers, we'll have wonderful entertainment and we will all come together celebrating our project work. So that is something sensational. A signature project that um, was done in 1992 by my past district governor Rob Dunn and he raised with Rob with Gordon McKern um, from Eagle Hawk past district governor two million dollars to build Rotary House um, needs refocusing on and that is something that I am very passionate about that is accommodation for people who require bone marrow transplants and families undergoing this um, these transplants are vulnerable, they're in dire need and mostly they come from regional Victoria and they need to come down post haste. They get a diagnosis and they're told get to Melbourne, get to the Royal Children's Hospital or get to Peter McCallum Hospital and get in there, you need a transplant. And mostly they have to go into a motel, mostly they've got mortgages, they've got children, they drop their work and they have to just get down to the centre of town. They're stuck in a motel and they're, they're, as I say, very vulnerable. Rotary House provides accommodation but only at the moment to 15 people. They've got a waiting list a mile long. It needs rebuilding and I would love our district to be at the forefront of rebuilding it. It's Rotary House. It is the centre of our district and at the moment clubs are coming on board to champion this and it's very passionate, it's close to my heart, I'm very passionate about it 
and uh, and I would urge clubs to learn more about it and to embrace it. A wonderful aim. I know of Rotary House in North Melbourne and it's a wonderful facility. If it was expanded, it'd be even better. And uh, a very emotional area within Rotary, isn't it, really, to see Absolutely. those families I've seen through that. It's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful opportunity to make a, a real change and increased residency in, in uh, this year and future years. That's wonderful, really wonderful. Good on you, Bronwyn. Uh, Bronwyn, you've talked about some marvellous things in Rotary and young people especially love being involved in hands-on projects, either directly or helping to raise money for those projects. How best can people go about joining Rotary and especially Rotary District 9800? All they have to do is go onto their computer and type in joining Rotary. And That's simple. It's that simple. That's all they have to do and up it will come on the computer and they can just find a Rotary Club close to their suburb and we'll contact them. Wonderful stuff. Makes it very easy and there's mm. so much uh, variety in terms of your attendance at Rotary. Uh, it makes it very easy in terms of the selection of your club. And as you say, we've got such a wide geographic area, there's plenty of opportunity for a club that best suits somebody intending to join Rotary. As you say, and there's lots and lots of clubs, there's lots of types of clubs, there'll be a club that suits them. Good stuff. Well, Bronwyn, thank you again, and I know you did last year, but thank you again for talking to us on the Rotary Radio Show. You did last August, and it's been fascinating this time around as well. And it's a real pleasure, Bronwyn, to hear good news, and you just exude good news about Rotary. The work you personally do and the district clubs do will continue in this year under your governorship. I'm absolutely positive because uh, you all provide such wonderful assistance in the local community and internationally. It's very much in line with Rotary's annual theme in this Rotary year, Be the Inspiration, and you already are being an inspiration. And of course that teams very nicely with our overarching motto, which is service above self. Ian, may I congratulate you on what you do in this radio show and all the stories that you sh share. It's such a delight hearing all of the Rotarian stories and thank you very, very much for what you do. You're very kind. Thanks, Bronwyn Stevens. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was produced and presented by Ian Salick of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia. Podcasts can be found on iTunes by searching for Rotary Radio, then scrolling to Doing Good in Victoria.